Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Rise, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, as my college girlfriend once told me, we're late. <laughs> we are. That, that we are. It, it's just a comedy of errors as the week progressed. You had a busy week. I had a busy week. This is, yes. Yeah. You had a busy but fulfilling week. Yeah, it really, it, Yeah. I would call it a busy week. You got busy. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday was a was a big day. Uh, I I don't do Chrome all on six, all on X, upper lower things simultaneously. Yeah, very I, often. I like Firefox better than Chrome. Exactly, you know, and I like uh, you know Express VPN, and I want to just keep everything private. It's just. Uh, uh, no, I had a big case. Uh, luckily, I only had very little hygiene scheduled anyway, so I told Holly cancel everything. So we we didn't see anything other than this one patient. However, a couple people did show up that didn't get the memo, uh-huh. <laughs> but but it ended up being perfect. The person was interested in um, six months miles. Holly collected the money and said, "Come back next week. We'll take him." Nice. And then someone else that was interested in a smile called back and uh, put down their money to do a smile next week. So it was a big productive day on Wednesday. Good. And, and how did it go? I was surprisingly physically sore. Like, I had muscles sore that I'm like, was I even using those? Because, like, even my, my ass hurts. And I mean, my like, glutes. Like your, my glutes. Not, said, not, not the asshole. No sodomy not, on the treatment not plan. Not your b-hole. No. No. <laughs> but but your glutes. My, my glutes were sore this week. It wasn't because of a case. It was because uh, we were doing deadlifts gotcha. with my trainer. But, gotcha. Uh, See, I, the only thing I could figure, I must have been puckering the whole day. <laughs> Jesus. I would be too, by the way. I can barely take out a tooth. And I can't place an implant. So doing it all on six to me is like... I bet you, you could. Know, I, had the, no. I, I had the camera ready and I was going to dock. I said, I got the whole day. I can take my time and take photos. I have yeah. one picture. <laughs> yeah. The very first picture. And then from that point forward, I, I no, I'm not stopping to take a photo. Fuck that. Grand, grand plans always... Uh, <laughs> Well, it's just Always one of those things, you know, we're sedating this guy and then he's got severe apnea apparently because he kept choking on his, his tongue and couldn't breathe and would wake up not knowing where he was. So we had to grab him and put him back down and say, no, 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 you're, you're at the doctor's. It, it's, we spent half the time. It would have gotten faster if we would just papoose this guy, but I don't have a papoose. So I, I wasn't. Do they make adult papoose boards? And I. My hunch is you don't get them from a dental distributor. You get them through like um, an SMM, SMM yeah, store or like something. Eros.com or some, yeah. some sort of uh, some sort get of pornography. Some place you buy a Sibian or a Flashlight would sure. also have a, adult okay. papoose boards. I, I feel like. See, I'm thinking some people hire a, an anesthesiologist to come in uh, and help sedation. We just, just get a dominatrix. Get a dominatrix. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Get 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 Madame Le- Levey and she'll come in and she'll just. Um, Take her stiletto and, mm-hmm. and put it on the guy's testicles, and uh, uh, next thing you know, he's sedated. Mm-hmm. Totally in submission. 
Um, and you got a you got a message after the case, yeah? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, we messaged the next day because we I talked to the wife that night, and he was just sleeping it off. And um, so the next day, I texted the wife saying, "Hey, how- <laughs> be careful." <laughs> and said, "How um, how's he doing?" And she's like, "Oh, it was actually his birthday. This was his birthday gift. He um, it was one of those cases where he came in for his new patient exam. He was crying in the chair. He was just so ashamed of how he looked and, and uh, functioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it was just you feel for the guy. And um, so we, the wife said he was doing fine and could um." And I said, you know, soft foods and cake and ice cream yeah. is soft. So that's perfect. And then he messaged me a little bit later, just uh, expressing supreme gratitude. You know, it kind of makes it all worth it. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the stress and anxiety and the physical trauma to myself. Yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. Um, way to go. Good job. Thanks. Um, so now I'm going to take have... a class on how to do what I just did. <laughs> okay, great. Instead of making that's it up. Always good. <laughs> Carpet for the horse, whatever. Fake it. Fake it. What is it? Fake it before you make it? Fake it, fake it till you make it. Make, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I, we know a few people who might be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like pizza. <laughs> that's He's not even faking it. I mean, that's just... <laughs> I was speaking about other people who uh-huh. we know. Um, I, Andrew's in Dallas, and I have to fly to Dallas tomorrow. Oh. Um, so we, um, we're in the middle of this probate thing on Andrew's brother, Glenn, on his estate. Right. Um, because he was dating a girl for four months. Um, who is claiming to be his common law wife? In so apparently, the, the the common law laws, mm-hmm. the common laws, as as mm-hmm. as they may be known, okay, um, are like fucking outback steakhouse, man. No rules, just right. There's no fucking <laughs> definitions. There's like it's the craziest shit. And so wow. um, apparently, if if you stick your tongue down the throat of somebody, they can claim to be your common law spouse. So we're having this big probate fight. Wow. And um. Everything got seized. All of his property got seized by um, an arbiter. Like a judge ordered all of his stuff to okay. go to an arbiter who would catalog everything um, and hold on to it until the completion of all this so that stuff doesn't go missing. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, amongst those things were his 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 big sort of like his most valued possession to him. The thing that he loved the most was his vehicle. Um, He had a 2008 FJ cruiser, Toyota FJ cruiser, but it was like all performance modded uh, Mm. snorkel, big wheels, lift kit, all the shit, all the stuff. All right. That was his thing. He was always doing stuff on it, always doing projects. And that was just the thing that he loved the most. And so, um, the arbiter has it and and had possession of it. And at some point the arbiter was like, we need to start selling stuff, selling some of these assets to pay for my arbiter like fee or whatever. Okay. Um, Unless the person claiming to be the wife can pay anything and she couldn't. So the first thing they sold was the truck. And so we bought it Um, and they sell it at like rock bottom, like the, the sort of letter of the law is to sell it at like rock bottom Kelly blue book. Okay. Well, the interesting so that doesn't take into account the modifications at all, right? Um, and the other thing it doesn't take into account is that um, besides like weird exotic cars, Lambos and Ferraris and stuff like that, okay, the only used car that's going up in value is a FJ Cruiser. Really? They don't make them anymore. 
you cannot find one for anything um, less than almost double Kelly Blue Book. So if you go on like Auto Trader or I don't know, whatever, True Car, any of those, they all sell for 20,000 plus. And these are all like 10 plus year old FJ Cruisers with right. 100,000 miles on them. Um, wow. And like fairly base model ones. Like there's there's a couple of them that we found that were somewhat nearby, like within a 500 mile radius or like 23 grand. And so we got it for, for way, way, way less. But it was right. like the car hadn't been moved in six months. It had been right. sitting in a lot, um, you know, just sitting there. And so once we purchased it for a steal, for f- mm-hmm. a steal, uh-huh. um, we had to have it towed to the Toyota dealership there in Dallas. Um, and then they like, you know, did their diagnostic and figure out what it needed. And it just needed some basic yeah. stuff. Um, but now it's ready. It's, it's all all the service is done. It's running well. So now we, we, we have to fly to Dallas and drive it, drive it home. So Andrew flipped, Andrew flipped there tonight, hang out with her, with her family. And then I'm flying up first thing in the morning and then she'll pick me up and we'll, we'll drive it home. Um, which means now we have four fucking cars between two people. (laughs) Uh huh. So I don't know where we're going to park this thing. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it, it, we'll figure it out, I guess, in the driveway, um, in the street. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Wow. Just put it on blocks on your front (laughs) yard. I'm sure the homeowners association will (laughs) fucking love that. Yep. (laughs) I'm sure they will love it. Uh, just embrace your South heritage. Yeah. Let's just throw a fucking Confederate flag on it while we're at it. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. Lance, this is, (laughs) this is an advice show. I guess we answer your questions. We answer your questions. We find in all those neat little little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help Dennis and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to working interferences at gmail.com. Now we don't want just any question. Do we Lance? Oh, fuck. No, we don't want a bunch of boring questions. Like what's the best used vehicle? Because we all know that a wood paneled Wagoneer is the greatest used vehicle of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I don't know this to be true, but I know it in my heart to be true. Gordon and Rella absolutely fucking drove around a wood-paneled Wagoneer at some point, like in the mid-80s. It's got to be true. That is actually a rad car, and if I could, like, that's one that I would would fucking drive, like a nicely restored wood-paneled Wagoneer, wouldn't you? Of, Of course, yeah. There's one I see every so often when I'm driving to work. Um, that looks like an, I don't know, an 82 or something uh-huh. like that. And it just like, it just looks fucking badass. looks really cool. I would actually love to have a wood paneled Wagoneer. That would be fun. That seems like a car that like your parents may have had. Uh, it seems like a real like Pacific Northwest family car. We did. It didn't have the wood panels, but it was definitely okay. a Plymouth station wagon with the, you know, the, the seat in the back where you could face the other drivers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. The Wagoneer was so ahead of its time because like in the time of the station wagon, this is a car this is a vehicle is basically an SUV like you see now. Right. When there was no other like SU- there was not an SUV. There were trucks right. mm-hmm. and there was a fucking El Camino, which was a weird combo. <laughs> uh-huh. But there was no like there were station wagons and cars and trucks. There wasn't an SUV and then Wagoneers came out uh-huh. and it was like families had Wagoneers, and that was like you know that's just two decades ahead of ahead of their time. It was a Jeep yeah. Wagoneer, right? Is that who made the Wagoneer? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I know pretty ours sure it's a Jeep Wagoneer. Ours was a Plymouth. Well, but, you had a station wagon. Yeah, 
But it a Jeep just Wagoneer like is is such a badass vehicle. Let's see what year is a Jeep Wagoneer. They need to remake the Wagoneer. Oh, it's coming in 2021. A Grand <laughs> Wagoneer. All right. Let, let's see if it has. It does not. No, it's bullshit. It looks like a Tahoe. <laughs> That's not what it's supposed to be. I want a fucking wood paneled. I want it to look like the old one did. Um, I don't want any of this shit. I don't want any of this newfangled stuff. I want a square boxy wood panel Jeep Wagoneer. There it is. Yeah. That is such a badass car. That would 62 be to 91. Wow. It was called a, it was uh, manufactured by Kaiser Jeep in 1963. <laughs> that sounds like a, Kaiser a fucking German ruler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like starting some shit in the 1800s. That's and then right. American Motors, 70 to 87. So it was 63 to 91 was the, 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 uh, the Wagoneer. The actual, it was called other things, a Jeep Ajo, a Jeep Simorg. Um, but it was actually a Grand Wagoneer from 84 to 91. Um, man, that's a badass car. I would, I would fucking drive one of these today. Yeah, for sure. If they had one that like had GPS and like Bluetooth and was like, restored but like restored with new technic you know the new technology yeah. mm-hmm. i i would be i would i'd cream my panties on that one i think you would, think you would. <laughs> question one uh let's see here reddit user your mama <laughs> uh, it's uh, your mama ama your mama, your mama ama yeah mama. should i get a tattoo sleeve I'm in my first year of practice in the U.S., and I have always been putting off getting ink, fearing it will get in the way of getting into D school, finding a job, patients judging me, etc. But now that I'm finally practicing and wearing long sleeves all the time anyways, the only ones that will know are my staff and colleagues. Are there any cons to getting one? Anyone here have tattoos and chime in? Thank you. (laughs) Well, if you're a periodontist, then that's a bad idea. Uh, so, on funny shit for Dennis and Dental Team members, if you are interested in joining that group, um, I, I guess what just message you or me on Facebook, yeah, and we'll yeah. we'll have to we'll put you in because it's a hidden group, um, it's invite only. It's a shit show. Uh, if 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 you get offended by anything, don't come into that group because yeah. um, we don't want Gotta have you. a thick skin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was somebody, I guess, a. a, a a team member of is a Brandon White from Oregon started doing is. tattoos mm-hmm. and was do I guess like doing them in the office, but like on Saturdays or something in one of the operatories. Was that the deal? Actually, I'm not sure. I didn't realize it was being done on site. I just know that she got her certification, was going to go branch off and start her own. Yeah, business so, or something. something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and some. Some old periodontist named Doug was in off the top rope, just saying how how everyone who has a tattoo is a loser. Yeah, so something, something to that effect. Like it's it's the downfall of society or some shit. Yeah, the, and, the viewpoint uh, that would be typical in the forties. It's like what my you know, fucking grandma would say. You know, yeah, only a sailor would have a tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and of course, immediately got railed by yeah. everyone, and then uh-huh. I think we kicked him out. <laughs> yeah, finally said, "Ah, oh, fuck it," and I just banned his ass. Yeah, if you don't like, if you think that about tattoos, like all the posts, all the other posts on there must be a real <laughs> eye opener. Yeah, if yeah. tattoos are a bridge too far, uh-huh. the uh, all the other stuff on there probably uh, probably not a great look for for our guy Doug. No. Um, I I don't know. I we, you do not have a tattoo, is that correct? I do. 
Oh, you do? Uh-huh. I don't remember what you have. Is it a Sonics logo, like as a tramp stamp? <laughs> it's a it's a Celtic symbol on my uh, okay. uh, shoulder blade. Okay. Um, I thought you'd have a, a back piece of uh, Gary Payton throwing an alley-oop to Sean Kemp. Well, that's my tramp stamp. That's right down below in the That'd be in badass. The lumbar. I'd actually, I'd, I'd, be, I'd get that. I He's would Duncan, totally get that. Duncan that, right my asshole. Do you remember that, that there was one alley-oop from Payton to Kemp that was like, he grabbed, Kemp grabbed the rim and like spun all uh-huh. the way around. Do you remember that one? Right I would on get top that. Of Alton Lister. Is that who it was? It was playing against the Gold State the Warriors. Inv- the and- inventor of Listerine, by yeah. the way, Alton mm-hmm. Lister, Gold State mm-hmm. Warrior. Yeah. Um, and Retired I think 1987. Yeah, 1987 was when he invented that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a tattoo. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're I had needles? a. Bu- no, I just there's <laughs> nothing in my life that's that permanent. Yeah. To be honest with you, like uh-huh. I thought at one point, I was like, oh, if I'd get a tattoo, I'd totally get a Dave Matthew. Dave Matthews band, like the the sure. like Dancing Nancy logo. Yeah, and I look back on that now. I was like, fucking glad I didn't do that. And then yeah. I was like, oh, like I'll get a long, I, you know, if I had to get something, I get a Longhorn. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. man, we've been irrelevant for ten years. Fucking yeah. glad I didn't get that. Um, there's few things in my life that I think are that permanent. If 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 you held a gun to my head mm-hmm. and said I had to get a tattoo, mm-hmm. you want to know like what would be on the list of things I would get? Yeah. I would get Andy tattooed on the bottom of my foot. Now, I know that'd be fucking agony, but... Um, Toy Story? Yeah, because I just think it's funny. I don't know. It's like, you know, no one's ever going to fucking see it. Yeah. It's on the bottom of your foot. Like, it's it's literally... Um, but, like, do it in that same sort of, like, like kid's handwriting, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be, like, among the things that I would pick. But we had a bunch of... Our Prost department was chock full of fucking nathologists. Okay. And... Uh, all nathologists, almost all nathologists have a tattoo. Have you ever heard about this? I think you mentioned it a couple of years ago on the show. They have this tattoo, like right here. I have to move my headphones to show you. Okay. Like right here. <laughs> Pindexing their condyles? It's their hinge axis movement or right. whatever. Yeah. And they would get this fucking tattoo there. And somehow that helps you get CR. I don't like a repeatable CR. I don't know how that works at all. Um, I guess it has to do with some sort of facebo, fully adjustable facebo that they use, or a okay. panographic tracing device, or something. Use my a dad had Stewart articulator. Yeah, my dad had one actually. A tattoo. Um, yeah, the fucking hinge axis movement. He was a nathologist. He was okay. Heavy into that shit. All right. And um, that's a because that's like the wildest thing. You know, like prosthodontists are like the most fucking buttoned up people in the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like especially old prosthodontists from like the sixties and seventies. Right. But that group's a bunch of pirates with uh, tattoos and, and their hands. They all have face tattoos. <laughs> like I mean, it's not like Mike Tyson, but yeah, but it's, it's two steps away from a teardrop in the corner of their eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a face tattoo. <laughs> exactly. It's still a face tattoo. Uh huh. Spider web um, on their elbow. Fucking prosthodontists. So never say that prosthodontists are squares, man. Okay. All these old prosthodontists, and they were fucking rocking face tattoos. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I joked around about getting is like if I had to get a a, um, a tattoo is, do you remember Pasalt's diagram? Yeah. Envelope that was function? Like, yeah. It's like the yeah. Old, it's one of those things that only matters your freshman year of dental school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No dentist is ever like, fuck, man, hold on. Let me look at Pasalt's diagram. Like, never fucking done anything. I, and I remember, like, that was on so many tests. Uh-huh. We had to label it. We had to draw it. And it was just fucking worthless. Like, yeah. like you might as well, like, just make yep. us write out the Krebs cycle. That's as, as 
as uh, useful for everyday dentistry as the fucking basalt diagram. Yeah. I don't know who basalt was. Apparently, some he's an occlusionist. asshole. Yeah, from from the seventeen hundreds or something. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> and a stupid diagram. Uh, that it's like it's fine. I get it, but like. I don't know why it was such a big deal in dental anatomy. Like it was a huge deal for our dental anatomy class. We had to, it was, it was, uh, it just is impacted my career zero. Right. For something that was made so important. Uh huh. The other thing that was made so important in dental school that's impacted my career zero. Do you remember, did you guys have to do like tooth ID where no. there was basically just a tooth on a, like you'd go from station to station and there was oh. just a tooth and yeah. you had to be able to tell like which tooth number is it? Yeah. Yeah. We did that. You ever just fucking walking through your office and find a tooth on the ground and have to explain what tooth number it is? It's never happened to me once. No, no, that was, um, that's a, there's big, always useless. some other teeth around mm-hmm. and I always have some kind of context of what arch yeah. it's in. Yeah. Is it on the left or the right? That's a lower tooth. I know that. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? What good was that for? Who did know. that serve? I have no idea. It was just it, fucking busy work. It was yeah. the, 16th grade version of busy work is yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was trying to validate our license. I, it's, it I was guess. so stupid in, yeah. in retrospect. It was so stupid. Um, the fucking tooth ID. It's so dumb. Uh, dental school is broken. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. What was this guy's question again? Oh, yeah. Tattoos. <laughs> tattoos. Getting asleep. Um, I, so I, here's what I think of. Um, there's a guy who's very well regarded, who I don't know at all, but from his social media and from people I know um, who I respect, who respect him, okay. um, uh, I know that he is, um, he's a good dude. Um, okay. And he has a whole fucking sleeve. And his name is Adamo Nodar oh. Antonio or something like that. He's yeah. in, he's in mm-hmm. Long Island. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm butchering his name. He goes by Elvis Adamo online. But I don't think his name is actually Elvis. Yeah, um, does a bunch of photography of close-ups of the yeah, t- yeah, yeah. teeth and yeah. lips. Adamo so. Nodar Antonio. And he yeah. is, um, he's like up for ACD accreditation. He does uh-huh. the impress course with Amanda C. Um, he's a fucking badass. Sure. And he's got a whole fucking sleeve of tattoos. And I don't, it doesn't seem to be hurting him at all. He's got plenty of stages. His shit is good. You know, his, his fucking work is impeccable. His photography shit is unbelievable. Like, I, if you have a tattoo sleeve and you're good, yeah. I don't, it's all that fucking matters. It's all that matters is just being good. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a sleeve. Yeah. It, all that matters nope. is that you're good. So I don't think it fucking matters. Who gives a shit? No, not at all. The only people that might even look sideways are the geriatrics that are almost dead anyway. So... So if they're prosthodontists, they have a fucking face tattoo. You throw that exactly. shit back at them. Yeah. Let me see your fucking hinge axis tattoo. Yeah. Turncoat. Um, <laughs> and it, like Tommy. like he said, he's wearing sleeves all the time. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing you know he's wearing long sleeves now with patients. Yeah. Wouldn't um, hesitate so, at all. You should go for it. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like maybe don't get it on your hand or something. Right. I don't know. I mean, even then you're gonna have gloves on, so that shit doesn't matter. Exactly. Like I really think like a neck tattoo. Anything above like the collar, that's yeah. probably where I'd cut it off. The I, neck is probably rough. I would, I would agree, unless you're, you know, of a certain ethnicity, and that means something culturally. Uh, well, that's like Ma- Maori, you yeah, know, exactly. Shit. What that, that's like, that's whole, that's a whole different exactly ball of wax. Um, I, that's what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a fucking ball of wax. Ball of wax. Tattoo a ball of wax. <laughs> Tattooed on my back. Yeah. Um, I, had, you know what I would get. 
Here's another, here's a contender. If you held a, a gun up to my head and it said I had to get a tattoo, I'd get a back piece of um, Eric Stoltz from the movie Mask with Cher. You remember that one? I do. <laughs> Where he had that like weird head? Yeah. Do you remember that? I what never saw that it, but I saw, I saw pictures of it and I just never saw it, but I know the face. It's not good. Um, okay. He has some <laughs> weird anomaly uh-huh. and something's wrong with his face. And and then he dies at the end, and his and Cher is um, somehow like a biker chick or something. Is she not his mom. I assumed it was she. No, she mom. is his mom. Oh, okay. But I, there's a bunch of bikers or something, and he uh. dies, and all the bikers like I, I don't know. Huh. But let's read the. Uh, this is from Google. Rocky Dennis, played by Eric Stoltz, is an intelligent, outgoing, and humorous teenager who suffers from a facial deformity called lionitis. Uh, and has now outlived his life expect- expectancy. Oh. Why his mother, Rusty, Cher, struggles to fight for his acceptance in the public school system, he proves himself to be a highly accomplished student. Though Rocky endures ridicule, f- ridicule for his appearance, he finds love and respect from his mother's biker gang family and experiences first love. <laughs> so fucking wild from his pro movie. All right. Let's, let, you want the rundown of, of, of the cast here? Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty good. So it's Eric Stoltz um, who has a, a, uh, a sliding doors career because he was supposed to be Marty McFly. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Yeah, I do. And he was like a month into filming and then they decided that wasn't working. So he then goes off and does Pulp Fiction and becomes a Noah Baumbach um, uh, muse and is in every Noah Baumbach movie. Cher is fucking iconic. Uh-huh. Sam Elliott, yeah. who is also iconic. Yeah. Laura Dern. That's the, that's the fucking head. That's the, that's a strong fucking four uh-huh. of of uh, of of cast. Estelle Getty <laughs> from Golden Girls is in this movie. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there anybody if there's anybody else um, who would be Creed Bratton from Office from the Office. Creed from the Office. Oh yeah, that's Creed Bratton. Uh, Nick Cassavetes is in a bunch of movies. Uh, he's kind of a that guy. Um, you know, one of the guys that you just see. And you're like, oh, I, that's that guy. I've seen him in a in hundred movies. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's like the, the sort of, the, those are the people that you would know from. The, that's a wild cast. Huh. That is a wild ass cast. Estelle Getty fucking rocking it in, 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 in Mask. With uh, with fucking Rocky Dennis, yeah. So I'd get a back piece of Rocky Dennis. That's what I'd get. There That'd be go. one of the things that I got. You're not into that? Yeah, I'm just looking at the IMDb page, looking at all the other people in there. No, look at Google images of Rocky Dennis. Is what you need to look at. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough look. It's a very tough look. And there's pictures of the real Rocky Dennis, which is actually a tougher look than the than the um oh uh. made up Rocky Dennis. Yeah. That's uh, that's an unfortunate. That's called lionitis. Whatever yeah. that that I can we call it football head? You probably could. I feel like football head is, is more appropriate than lion. Does that look like a lion to you? No, no. The eyes yeah. were so far apart that uh, yeah, it's a football head. They should just call it football head. He's got the football head. Right. Oh, what happened to Rocky? Oh, he got the football head. Oh shit! Is yeah, that going the around? football head. Yeah. That's fuck. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yeah. Social distance, football head. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Football head. Oh, my uh, God. Someone that... made a doll. 
on Etsy. There's a Rocky Dennis doll. Is it like an action figure? No, it's is like, it like a, a like a like plush a doll. Cabbage Patch Kid looking thing. Oh, f- well, ca- all Cabbage Patches fucking look like that. But this one's <laughs> like your kids are too young. Clint may be Cabbage Patch time. Yeah, yeah, he he would have. I don't think we got one. We denied him a lot of joy in life. So, oh, there is an action Every- figure. Rocky Dennis as a boxer. Um, oh. I, what made me think of this? I don't even know like why I thought of fucking Rocky Dennis. Um, the doll is tough. That's a, like a very much a haunted doll. The action figure is fucking badass. Uh huh. The doll is rough. The doll looks like Chucky. Like that's yeah. some yeah. Chucky shit. Yeah, this is a, like a Rocky and Rocky Dennis mashup. Yeah. Um, that's pretty solid. I'd buy that action figure uh, for sure. Um, so this movie mask, uh-huh. uh, did win the Academy Award for best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> okay. Just uh-huh. FYI. All right. Um, and Cher won, uh, the best actress award at Cannes Film Festival. Oh. Cannes or Cannes? Can. What would you say? Cannes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Cannes Film Festival, mm-hmm. Cher won for her portrayal of Rusty, the biker chick who birthed Rocky Dennis. Wow. So. There we right. go. How about that? We learn something new every day. <laughs> um, yeah, get the fucking sleeve. Who gives yeah. a shit? Get get fucking Rocky Dennis tattooed all over your arm. Get uh-huh. chair. Get uh, get get old football head over here. Get uh, <laughs> the Pasalts diagram. Get uh, Sean Kemp dunking. Get whatever the fuck you want. Go for it. Um, get fuck Doug. I think was <laughs> a tattoo idea that was going around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's check out your mama ama. Let's see if there's anything else here. I don't want to get into that. I do, but I don't. Um, yeah, this is going to take the rest of the episode if we do this. <laughs> going down a dark do- path? No, it's not dark. It's just there's stuff to talk about. Oh, gotcha. There is stuff to talk about. Um, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. We'll save the other <laughs> one for next week. Okay. Lacerated the lingual floor mucosa when patient jerked their head after getting startled by new assistant suctioning. So I was doing a crown prep, and I nicked the floor of the mouth with a diamond burr. Two R's, weirdly. Hmm. B-U-R-R. Yeah. Is that like diamond Aaron Burr? Exactly. Um, diamond Bill Burr? Yeah. Any other burrs that you know? Diamond Hannibal Burr-S. <laughs> um, when the patient jerked her head. It was about a half inch in length, but the yellowish lymphatic tissue bulged out. Luckily, there was barely any bleeding, and the cut was limited to the mucosa. I ended up reassuring the patient that everything is fine, placed a couple of silk sutures to seal that lymphatic question mark tissue bulging out. Um, it may have just been adipose tissue. There's actually a decent yeah. amount of fat down there. I'm, yeah. um, and put her on a week's course of amoxicillin and scheduled her for reval. I maintained my composure, but I was sweating and nervous the entire time since this never happened to me before. Are there any precautions I should have taken? Thank you. Also share your mess ups to make me feel better, please. Um, so if you've never done this, if you've never nicked the floor of the mouth, then you've never fucking prepped a crown exactly. in the lower posterior. This, this just, shit just happens. happens. Every yep. like group chat that I'm in, I'm in several like dentist group chats. This is like once a year, some very esteemed, experienced colleague will say, "Fuck, I just cut, you know, yep. I just nicked the floor of the mouth." Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it. I've done it three times over my career. Mm-hmm. Two of them very small, and like one suture, no big deal. Um, those like those eerily don't bleed when you get them like that. They're just like, they don't bleed. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just a black yeah. hole 
which is scary. The black hole is the scary part. Yeah. Because you're looking in there and you're like, there's some serious fucking shit down there that I don't <laughs> yeah. want to deal with. There's shit down there I don't want to know about. Um, so you throw a fucking suture in it and you're done. I did it a couple years ago, the worst one that I've done. And it's is this patient, we may have talked about it. Um, this patient who's a really hard patient to work on, mm-hmm. but he had a bunch of carries and like that fucking like 360 degree carries, you know, yeah. like yep. that, that decay pattern that's like doesn't, the, the carries don't go into the tooth. They fucking wrap around it. Like it's playing. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember those like, I don't know, like 18th century children would have that like ring around the rosy with the ribbon. Yeah. Ring yep. around the rosy and they would run, they would dance in a circle around this fucking uh, pole with ribbon. Posies, yeah. ashes, ashes, we all fall down. This fucking carries like that. I, I, I hate those fucking old kids mm-hmm. and I hate these carries. Mm-hmm. So it's like the only thing you could do is endo crown lengthening and crowns. And he wanted to save them and he was like, I'm, you know, I was a shithead with my teeth and now I want, you know, I'm in my light 20s, early 30s now, like I want to take care of them. So it was a whole quadrant of send them for endo with post preps. Then had the periodontist do crown lengthening, and then now it's it's my time to shine, and he's just hard to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm prepping 18, and I just fucking watch like his lingual mucosa just wrap around my burr. Yeah. Um, and it just it's like a fucking water spout of blood, and so I'm like compress and uh-huh. you know all the shit, like trying to get it to stop. I inject some one to fifty around it, trying to get it to stop. Finally, like, fuck it. Let me just throw a suture in it. And it's still like, just, it's just oozing out of like, fuck, mm-hmm. you know, what do I do? Um, so I sent him to, uh, I just stop, like all the teeth are endo treated. So I'm like, well, I don't have to provisionalize these. Like they're all pretty much prepped. Like I was towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I can just leave them like this and get this situated and then deal with these after he stops pleading. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to get a fucking impression or a scan today right. <laughs> with a fountain of blood. Uh-huh. So that's out. So I sent him to the oral surgeon. The oral surgeon like had to take out the sutures that I put in. Surprise, surprise. So those weren't very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, like cauterize, you know, this little, you know, arterial that I had nicked down there and then re-suture him up. Um, so that one was scary. But that one was like not a clean cut at all and mm-hmm. it was like i watched i watched that tissue get wrapped in that burr and yeah. it was like i had to, it was like around the like you know how you sometimes like if you nick a cotton roll uh-huh. with the burr and it like grabs the cotton and like spins yeah. the cotton around and you have to like un or the rubber it. dam and it gets, makes that wheeling wheezy yeah. sound yeah and it just grabs it uh-huh. and like wraps around the burr like it's around more the and hub. more and more yeah yeah, that's what fucking happened to his tissue. And I had to like un yeah. <laughs> unwrap his tissue. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, obviously that one was just not a clean cut. Uh-huh. If you get those clean, it's like totally not a big deal. Yeah. It's just like this. Throw a suture in it. I didn't think she needed the antibiotics to be fucking honest with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it before and it, I I looked at it as I was starting to try to do a suture and it was just tore the mucosa. It, so I just didn't even desuture it and it, it came out fine. I had her back 25 hours later and... Yeah, I mean, I, the suture is like, I think it will close up without it, but it's mm-hmm. like also I, just the idea of like shit getting down in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you grow up, I'm assuming you grew up in an older house at some point, a house that was built in the 60s or 70s or 80s. Yeah, 70s. Okay. In the bathroom, <laughs> was there like a little slot like in the medicine cabinet to put razors? I don't recall there being any. Okay, in in the house that I grew up in, there was a little slit 
mm-hmm. the medicine cabinet for and it said razors here and so mm-hmm. i and i was like i always was like what the fuck is this and so um uh, like my dad used to shave with like it wasn't like a disposable razor like we have now it was Those like single blades it was a single blade. It was like a fucking razor blade. Uh-huh. And you would like unscrew this thing and slide yeah. a razor blade into it, screw it back in. And so when you were done with it, you would take it out of your razor blade uh-huh. before you put a new one in and you put it into this slot. And this slot just like went into the wall, which is fine until you need to remodel. And then when you <laughs> open up the wall, then there's all these fucking razor blades in there. <laughs> and so that's like, it's yeah, like what that that type of razor but i know i'm sure I, I would be willing to bet in that in that medicine cabinet i bet there was a slot and you just stuck your razor blades in there and that's like what i would worry about like just food going down into that fucking razor blade slot that's now in the in the bottom uh-huh. of, of the floor of the mouth and just getting down in that i don't know what is that the sub sub mental triangle mm-hmm. sub mandibular triangle yeah god do yeah, you remember after that. learning all that shit in gross anatomy yeah i do we used days. to have these weird questions that were like, uh, <laughs> we used to have questions like this that were like, you're prepping a crown and your burr cuts through the floor of the mouth. Describe the, 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 uh, the anatomical landmarks that you would cut through if you did this or whatever. And you said like, I remember that, those were like a lot of our questions that we had. Yeah. Um, yeah. were, were shit like that. And I remember like having to like sit and like draw it out on the paper, like figure out like, what what it would go through. Um, if you've never done this, you haven't prepped enough grounds. It will yeah. happen to everybody eventually. Yep. Just when you, you just hope it's a clean one. And I don't think that was lymphatic tissue at all. I think that was adipose tissue. Yeah. There's a decent amount of adipose down there. Um, and that's what that yellowish shit looks like. Bless you. Thank you. You, you all right? You got the Rona? What's going on? I don't oh, know. I can't shit. smell anything. That's a twofer. Are you always a? Uh, uh, can you do multiples, or are uh-huh. you just a one? Sometimes yeah. it'll it'll go a few. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm developed a, I've developed allergies over the years. I didn't used to. I'm a one timer, man. One time and done for for at least thirty minutes, forty five. Jealous. Um. Oh, this is wow. This is really interesting. Okay. So this person is obviously a dentist, right? But then they posted this. I, I don't. Maybe this wasn't them. I guess I don't know. Um, this is in the suburb of dentistry, healthy 30 male. What is this on my palate? Asymptomatic. You're a fucking dentist. Why are you asking Reddit? I don't know. There are some dentists that I'm wondering how much experience do you have? I, I got a, a message through a website that I answer questions for. And it's, uh, so the, what I, the message was supposed to be a lead for a veneer case, but it says, hi, I'm a, I'm a cosmetic dentist in a, some other country. Uh, can I put veneers on lower teeth on a deep bite? I'm sitting there going, you just told me you're a cosmetic dentist. You don't know? Well, other countries, like, like yeah, for depending on where, you could totally throw that shit right out the door. Yeah. Um, what is your differential on this tooth pain? No significant medical history, anterior tooth, no history of trauma or any restorative work. Started bothering the patient last night after drinking hot fluids. The pain wasn't severe and it went away, so the patient was able to fall asleep. They woke up. With barely any pain, but a slight sensitivity in that tooth. They had hot coffee for breakfast, and the pain became excruciating. The only thing that keeps the pain away is ice water, which they have to sip every 30 seconds or so, or else excruciating pain returns. They've been sipping it on it all day. There is pain on percussion, but not on biting. There's no swelling or discomfort to palpation anywhere in the vestibular palate. There's slight interproximal discoloration, but they do have mild generalized staining. I know it's hard to know anything for sure, 
but without your own clinical exam and PA, but will this tooth definitely need endo? Um, what would your guesses be as far as etiology and diagnosis? Um, it's not that hard. That's like one, when somebody has to put cold water on a tooth, basically. So at that point, like just the, the body heat, the heat of like the normal body temperature of the mouth is enough to trigger the discomfort and you need to cool the tooth down. There's no doubt about it. That is irreversible pulpitis. Yeah, that's it. And that is definitely endo. Yeah. And at that point, like to me, that's the diagnosis. I don't give a fuck what the etiology is, to yeah. be honest with you, no. um, because it needs endo. Yeah. And, and as long as it's, as long as it's not caries that make it unrestorable, I don't really care. And right. it doesn't really matter. Like, all right, maybe they got kicked in the face 30 years ago in soccer. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything. And nope. still got to be fucking done. So uh-huh. do it. Do it or pull it. On one like that, like I do care about etiology if it's like sort of a uh, more mysterious, like I don't, does it need endo or does it not? I do like, I will care more about it uh-huh. at that point. But on one like that where I know it needs endo, who gives a shit? Just do yeah. the fucking endo. Mm-hmm. If you're treatment planning multiple units of fixed on a fully dentate person, are you mounting casts in CR or MIP? That's a good question for you. Yeah, usually it's keeping their same bite, MIP. It depends on how many units you're doing. Multiple units. Does multiple units mean two or does it mean 20? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, if it means 20, 20 that's a different answer. Probably le- well, it depends. Yeah, I'm probably not going in CR. I'm, well, but I mean, no, I don't do CR. so here's the thing though. If you're, if you're, if you're obliterating their vertical, if you're prepping an entire arch, you I'm really, you're, you're, I'm going to maintain their bite. That's going to be the segmented bite registration. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you need to open their bite, at that point, you're, you're trying to make CR and CO coincident. If well, you're that, opening a bite, that's but, sort of what your goal is. If I'm opening a bite, I'll have, probably have something to maintain that bite before I go to restorative. You know, don't take away any enamel, have them in an orthotic or something, open yeah. them up, adapt to it. And- so to me, I would, I would restore. I, to me, if I'm prepping a full arch, and I don't want to get into like a fucking you know, panky debate or any shit like that. Um, If I'm prepping a full arch, um, I'm going to establish their CR with a loose or with a, um, a leaf gauge. Um, And then I'm going to mark, you know, put a mark on their nose and their chin. And, and then I'm going to prep the arch Then I'm going to use that leaf gauge to get them back to that point where CR was. It's going to be a different number of leaves because I've now prepped two structure away. And so it's obviously a different number of leaves is going to be required to get them back to that, to that spot where they're the same vertical dimension. And that's where I take my bite registration. So to me at that point, like once you prep an entire arch, you're, you're really, I mean, at that point, you're really kind of making CR and CO coincident, or, I mean, that's the ideal design should lead you that way. Yeah. I don't do anything in CR, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I bet you do. You just, I mean, I, <laughs> I think you are, it's, you're just not like specifically saying it that way. Okay. So it gets into this whole, because of Panky uh-huh. and because of all that shit and because of LVI and the fucking neuromuscular bullshit uh-huh. of, of all of that, like you have to do all this shit to get to CR. It's not really true. CR can be changed. Like you're just like, you're going to make sure their condyles are seated and you're going to get a bite registration at the vertical dimension that you want them to be at. And that's going to be, as long as their condyles are seated, if their condyles are fully seated. I don't even care about the condyles. I just want them in a position that's uh, <laughs> functional and comfortable. I bet you're checking though. I bet, <laughs> I bet like I, it, it's, it kind of ends up, it kind of ends up getting there. I don't know. <laughs> How is the expiration date for dental materials determined? Uh, it's probably arbitrary. I was looking at a few things and I noticed, oh shit, this expired. 
But why? Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some sort of like industry standards yeah. about like how long. It depends on what it is, right? Yeah. Um, do like micro brushes? Yeah. Well, like there, there's the an expiration date on micro brushes, right? Like, I come on, that. like those fucking things don't expire. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> adhesive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use expired adhesive. No, the solvent's already evaporated and shit. It's not. Yeah, the product exactly. Like yeah. that's something that probably yep. does. They figured the, the math the, the, out. Yeah, there probably is something there. Um, fluoride varnish probably gets dry and crusty. Probably like a cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you ever broke? So I probably towel? wouldn't use that. But if you have it, like you, so you, you said an implant that expires, right? Yeah. Um, pretty much any good implant company worth their salt, you send them that, they'll send you a new one, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Or you talk to the rep, they'll trade it out for you. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it like, so when we have composite that expires, um, I, I don't throw it away. I use it either, um, on like a, a sort of a quickie, quick and dirty wax up kind of situation. Like somebody yeah. comes in, they break off a cusp. I'll throw some of that expired composite on there. Um, just to get a preliminary impression. Yep. Because um, that, none of that's staying in the mouth. You know what I mean? Like it's right. fine enough for just holding the space. It's like it's basically utility wax at that point. Exactly. Um, or I'll use it in the lab in the same same scenario. Um, so don't don't throw your old composite away. There's uses for it um, and, and stuff like that. Um, you can also practice with it. I mean, that's a decent, you know, you got some old composite that expired. You can practice like layering stuff. Use it to make your shade tabs. Some people make custom shade tabs for all of their composites. That's amazing. Um, so use your, use your shit like that. I'm way um, too lazy. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the deal is, is like a A2 from yeah. Filtech is probably not the same as an A2 from Ivoclar Tetric Prime. You know, those are probably different, slightly different, you know? And so if you had different yeah. composite systems, it, it may be, a, and you're doing a bunch of like resin veneers or something like that, maybe a good idea. Uh, class two composite matrix adaptation question. D4 here, I'm currently trying to figure out how to achieve sealing the buccal lingual walls of a proximal box. Everyone always stresses the importance of sealing the gingival floor, but it's never been an issue. Um, with tooth morphology being variable, I always get varying levels of adaptation. Um, with either sectional matrix or Toffelmeyer, I make sure to burnish the contact and manipulate the matrix to seal out the box. Uh, but I always end up getting buccal lingual flash. I understand that that's the norm. People use scalers and polishers to remove the flash, but then interproximal surfaces become bumpy. Um, what are your tips and tricks for restoring interproximal plus marginal ridge morphology on a class two? Um, those are two different questions, <laughs> two very different questions. Yeah. Uh, I love how you threw a different question in at the end. Um, if I'm going to get flash, that's where I want it. Yeah. I want it a buckle angle, right? That's where you can, I can take it contour it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, the appropriate, I mean, that's like the whole fucking bioclear system is exactly you're going to get a shit ton of flash in the buckle and lingual. Um, if you're getting that bumpy, I was in, it says... Probably using a high um, speed. They're getting a bumpy because they're trying to contour with the high speed. They just yeah, yeah. soft flex so disc. Use a disc um, and be careful not to carve open a cheek. So do it on low speed and use a small one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and contour it with a, a like a, a soft flex disc, like the the pinkish one. Yeah. Um, and that, that will take care of that and, and make it nice. You get that, you can get sort of that infinity edge. Exactly. Kind of deal. Especially if you make sure you really get that flowable out there. Um, you can really finish that out, out really nicely. Yeah. Um, so to me, the buckle lingual, um, I, I don't give a shit about. Exactly. Um, I want to polish now, it back. Don't use a Toffelmeyer. Um, if yeah. you're using composite, you should not use a Toffelmeyer. Nope. You need to use the sectional matrix. Um, typically, the sectional matrixes most of the time seal pretty good on the buckle and lingual. It's not really it's, an issue there. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's more of the gentle. The gentle are the ones you got to worry about because if you get flash on the gentle, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah, you are fucked with like that dick from the the shirtless COVID guy. Um, <laughs> the shirtless COVID guy. I'm not the the. <laughs> The guy, the like the meme that was like the whole COVID meme. The guy that's sitting with no shirt and he has no, he's he's naked. He's sitting on a bed. He's got a huge dong. Oh, the the guy that the, actor the guy that's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I didn't relate him to COVID, so I was like, well, he was like the sort of mascot, you know, especially early on in quarantine. He was in every fucking meme. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I just, I, I don't, the buckle and lingual, bring it on. The more flash, the better. Uh-huh. Um, just not in that, just you got to seal the gingival. That's just the yeah. bottom line. The bottom line. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of questions on, on this, on this, this. That's why I'm like, yeah, if we get into this, we're fucking into it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. All right, we're, this is the end right here. We're doing, this one is every, this is from Unpopular Opinion. Okay. Everyone is freaking about it out about pineapple on pizza when the real crime is cream cheese and sushi. I'm fucking triggered and attacked right now. Fuck you. Cream cheese and sushi is fucking amazing. Yep. I understand it's not real Japanese sushi. I get it, bro. However, it's fucking great. It's Any roll that has cream cheese in it, I'm all over it. Like, yep. like fucking fat kid on cream cheese, man. I'm like just in it. Uh-huh. Love it. I love a Philadelphia roll. Totally. Um, fucking great this is that's not only an unpopular opinion there's a fucking wrong it's just wrong yeah yeah it's just just wrong it's empirically wrong pineapple on pizza i'm not as pat i don't give a fuck yeah i guess like whatever it's a nice like zing of ass with it it's it's like it would never be my choice but if i was pretty fucked up and that was like there's a couple (laughs) slices of that left i'd still probably eat it Uh uh-huh I don't think I don't think that of that as a crime, no. but I fucking love cream cheese and sushi. Yeah, that's just a, a mandatory flavor. I like so. I yeah I I need it mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> I much prefer it. Much prefer it. Um, man, there's a lot more on here. A lot really? more dental questions, but I don't want it. We're, we're already 48 minutes yeah. in. Um, all right, that's it. We're gonna, that's gonna do it. For okay, tonight, Lance. We all can't. Right. I, after that, we can't. We can't get into this just anymore. Can't. Um, whose turn is it for a song? I think it's yours. It is mine. Tell me about your song, motherfucker. Aren't you going to close up everything first? Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long week. It I'm has. I'm thirsty. Um, I'm tired. I got crack a... Um, crack it up. Rip, grip it and rip it. So I, we've, we've talked before about the shortage of diet sodas. It's now come around. We've talked about yeah. the new, all the new Dr. Pepper Zeros. I found this bad boy the other day. Pepsi Zero Mango, and it's delightful. It's a summer, just, I spilled it wow. on my microphone. <laughs> you got the summer in your mouth? I'm just shotgunning it. Um, I literally fucking spilled it all over the microphone. Oh. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so choice. It's so good. It's summery. It's light. It's not like a pounding mango. It's not like, you remember Mango from Saturday Night Live? I do. It's not like you gave him five Viagras and told him to go nuts. It's um, it's very subtle. It's a subtle mango. Um, it's 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 delightful. It's a very nice summer. It would be really delightful with some rum if you were hanging around the pool, on, yeah, on, or you know, had to listen to some Sublime or something as a song of the summer. Um, Perfect. So I, I highly recommend this uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar Mango. This has been Diet Soda Corner. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, hey, uh, give us a rating. Uh, if you like cream cheese and sushi, um, uh, tell friends about the show. And that's how we grow the show one new listener at a time. Give us a rating. Um, what's your favorite number? Big fan you had of five. Have, yeah, I was going to say, if you had to have any number of, of cans of Pepsi Zero Mango, how many would you want? Going straight for five. Yeah, give me five cans. I can shotgun five of those bad boys pretty quickly. Um, five stars, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify for flicking through Podbean. Flick five stars. Uh, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits, Facebook, workinginterferences at Josh and Lance. The Hidden Secret Group, funny shit for Dennis and Dental Team members. Uh, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DRTimmermanDMD. I can be found on Instagram, at JoshuaAustinDDS. Mash that follow button, just like I mashed a Pepsi Zero mango down my throat and onto the microphone. I literally will have to draw. I'm drying this right now. <laughs> Lance can see I'm, I'm fucking yeah. drying it with my shirt. Because I spilled it looks like you're this. doing something else because the camera <laughs> angle is. You can't oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Uh, that's that looks right. <laughs> Polishing something. Um, mm-hmm. Lance, tell me about your song. Let me guess, it's British. It is not. So, wow. Yeah. So um, many times, if I have a band I just love and they're they're going to release something, sometimes you can pre-order it and it just automatically downloads to your phone, whether you were ready for it or not. One such band, one of my favorite bands of all time, Weezer, had their new album finally drop. And, so, and how is it? I think it's fantastic. It's a little yeah, bit. This of, is, it's kind of like the uh, '80s metal rock sound to okay. it. Okay, so they're they're very much like I, the, several bands. Neil Young does this a lot, where um, it's just like a whole album is just a concept, basically. Uh huh. And it doesn't sound anything like the previous album. Their previous album was all covers. That's where Africa well, was. Well, and then they had one came out in January. It was OK Human, kind of uh, instead okay. of OK Computer, which a lot more symphonic and it was just experimental it was weird um this one's called van weezer is the name of the album so you're thinking van halen yeah um and so the song i chose song number four is i need some of that your mango drink i need some of that i need some of that i need it um i'm interested in hearing it uh the a lot of people a lot of uh, traditional weezer peeps did not love the cover album which i get yeah i got that Um, from a lot of people but they're it. they're churning out a lot of fucking music, man. I yeah. mean, it's still hard to put together a whole album of covers. It's not easy. Yeah, and then for OK Human to come out just a couple months ago. Yeah, and then and now to have this. another new album. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's so, great. Uh, Rivers Cuomo, I guess, just busy, using busy. the pandemic to Something. be the best he can be. I guess lock him up and just you know, nothing else to do. Yeah. These fucking Harvard grads, man. Yeah, Didn't he go to Harvard? He did. Ah, Jesus. Dropped out of a rock there. band so he could go get educated. And then and then just went right back right and back. began yeah. just went right and making hits. And uh-huh. 30 years later, still cranking. Still cranking. It. Fucking Weezer was popular when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Buddy Holly dropped in like 95, maybe, 96. Uh, I was in high school. Yeah. Still, one of, like they immediately became a huge band. I think they included the, the video to Buddy Holly like on Windows 95. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and and still, like, what are we at? I mean, it's it's 2021. It's 30 years later. Yeah. Tw- 25 years later. Okay. Still fucking relevant. Yeah. Like, still an everyday, like, a household name. Uh-huh. You know, River, you know yeah. Weezer. It's fucking wild. It's crazy. Yeah. I take my daughter, my youngest, to the concert. Any, anytime they're in, in near town, in near, if they if it's Portland, we'll, we'll make the drive and, and go yeah. see Weezer. The first time I saw Weezer... Uh, Freeman Coliseum, which is a shithole, like tiny little place here in San Antonio. Um, opening band, Tenacious D. 
This is ninety. Yeah, I saw that concert. No one ever had it, fucking it, it, heard of yeah, Tenacious D. No one had any Jimmy idea who Jack World Black was. Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I was like, who is this fat guy that's uh-huh. singing this crazy song about cock push-ups? Um, <laughs> and it yeah. was Jack Black and Tenacious D, and it was great. Yeah. So that's that was uh, twenty-five years ago. Yeah, I saw well, that. That was a great show. We're old. We we're old, old white men. We're this is fucking Uncle Corner right here. This is. <laughs> Welcome, uh-huh. welcome to the Uncle Show. Yeah, where it's just old white uncles talking about shit from thirty years ago. <laughs> um, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Can't do this. No, you can't do that. Can't film.